Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Okay. Uh, I think Chris was right. I think that this is, you know, it, for you as a Laker fanatic, that w- what you are, to, to see the trophies, to see the banners, to see, uh, obviously, the new head coach, the team's general manager and all these things, you've been really kind of slow playing this right now. You, you're, you're, you're very professional. You're, you're very on point. You've done a good job today. But Darvin. I, I'd be climbing the wall. Like if we were in here and this was like the Dodger thing, right? And all these things, yeah. I would be going bananas. And you're you're playing it pretty cool. What do you want me to do, man? Am, Run down I, there and get I, up I, some shots. Am I inside? <laughs> am I inside? Okay, you know you were talking about this. You were saying that because you know sometimes you like you mentioned you have kind of just that moment like it's kind of cool. Yeah, walking in and we came upstairs. So everybody the the way they have the presser set up, um, we came upstairs and it's this. Just unbelievable room. Literally overlooks all the courts. Yep. So you could say there's two full courts, but they go kind of both ways, whatever the case is. So we got as good of a vantage point as anybody. It's pretty freaking cool. I mean, just the banners lined up, the championships across. That's Jeannie Buss's office over there, <laughs> yeah. right? Over in that, that, that door in the right hand, that's where Palenka's going to walk out from. That's where Darvin Ham's going to walk out from. I don't know. By the way, I have no idea if there's going to be any players here. I do remember – do you remember when Vogel was introduced? I remember it. I was not here for it. Braun came out for that's, it. I remember you telling me that. And uh, I don't think we'll be able to do what John asked us to do. <laughs> not from, not, not unless from Russ here. wanders through here, which seems unlikely at this yeah, point. Probably, I don't think that's going to happen. happen. But uh, listen, let me say this, and I think a lot of Laker fans will relate to this as well. There are a lot of times where you do get excited. Like, I, I, I am excited to see Darvin Ham be the head coach of the Lakers. But there's also this, the moment it's done, okay, now what? What are you guys going to do this offseason? Sure, okay, sounds good. Hey, Rob, um, what is the plan moving forward? What are they going to do with this player? How is Darvin Ham going to have this impact on the players that maybe Coach Vogel wasn't able to? So I think there is this... Like every Laker fan who's probably all on social right now, they're excited that a new coach is coming. But damn, does that honeymoon change pretty quick with this with this organization? Kind of goes back to what you were saying a minute ago about the timeline of it all, right? That that the honeymoon will last as long as the press conference does. It'll last as long as it takes to conduct the interviews, and then very quickly it's going to turn into, hey, what are you going to do, mm-hmm. right? Like, what's the plan? Okay, cool, nice to meet you. Congratulations, super stoked you're here in time. Uh, how do you fix it? That's kind of right. I mean, I that's, love that setup. That, right. that, that's kind of, and so that's kind of where I was with this time. That not just uh, in the moment, because it's not like you start working on it today, right? That Rob and the basketball operations. Yeah. I'm sure they've been working on all of this for of weeks, and now all of a sudden you do have the head coach, and that's kind of the, a, a step in the journey. But hopefully, from the time that they played that last game of the mm-hmm. season until here we are today, you've been working on all those other you, things you're you, talking about. You would think that the Lakers were on like a 40 year drought even though they won a championship two years ago. and That's the price of coaching this team, yep. of playing for this team. Yep. That it isn't you, – you are not the Orlando Magic or the Suns. Well, we got one. We're good for 15 years. One, we got to the right. Western Conference Finals. We're good. Yeah. You, you know, know that you're, you're right lot, about that. Right? We play the Bucks tough. Okay, congrats. Uh-huh. Like, this is – hey, it's been two years since you won a title. 
What, what, what are you going to do? You know, we, we only have eight, 17 of these things. We only have 17. We'd really like to get 18. The Celtics might get 18. We, how are you going to fix this today? Well, we were 16 games under five. I know. I don't care about that. How are you going to win, how are you going to win right now? The, the pressure that comes along with that is significant. So this is also going to be, you know, what I find interesting and in just kind of the current situation that the Lakers are in. Let me, let me just name off some teams in the Western Conference this upcoming year. Golden State going to be pretty good next year? I think the odds are pretty good. Clippers, do you think, will be pretty good next sure. year? Clippers were better than the Lakers this year. They didn't have Paul George and Kawhi Leonard for almost the entire year. Kawhi yeah. never played a game. I'm just going to list Denver, you get back those two guys. They Murray were already a six seed. You get back uh, Murray and Porter. Pretty good team. Sure. Um, MVP. Two-time MVP. Memphis on the up and up. You know, that's an interesting one. Y- yes, he is on the up and up. I, do, I, I think that you, you got a superstar that you do in Morant, but I would not they be might surprised be if Memphis kind of comes back to earth a little Let's bit. Let's say back to earth is top five. They're still good. Okay. Yeah, no, they're Dallas a is still good. For sure, for sure. So there's just a long list of teams in the Western Conference that are going to be impressive. All right, so Darvin Ham and Rob Plinka are making their way towards the stage right now. A uh, little yellow tie for Coach Ham here. He's got his Laker colors out already, Slee, looking pretty good. Rob always, you know, kind of. Uh, got his little Rob Lowe vibe going on. That's probably that's probably not a bad thing. You know, it's a, probably a pretty good day when the first thing people say about you, you know, you look a lot like Rob Lowe. Has has, it, has, has anybody ever said, no, man, no, don't don't say that. It's not like, uh, you know, you look a lot like Rob Lowe. That's you probably look a, a lot good like deal. Stallone in his peak. <laughs> well, Stallone's like five, six. So I, I don't I don't think I want that. Like he's super jacked, but I don't know what it is. Are we ready to go to go down there, guys? Are we are we getting pretty close? All right, let's go down to the press conference right now. Rob Palenka and Darvin Ham. Bucks. And welcome, Darvin. Well, this is an incredibly bright and promising day in Laker history and wanted to welcome everybody here first and foremost and especially uh, Coach Ham's family. Um, his wife, D and DJ, and Nick and Don, um, welcome to the Lakers family. Um, this is a special place to be, and we're really excited to have you here. Turning to Coach Ham, um, it's easy to be grateful when you find a candidate that you feel is the ideal fit for what the franchise is looking for, and that's what Coach Ham represents to us. Um, when you have a, a career coaching journey that um, starts out in the G League and you earn your stripes as a GM and as a head coach, <laughs> and your arc takes you to uh, strong um, franchises that have had success, including a championship um, at his last stop as a lead assistant coach on the Milwaukee Bucks, you have a certain um, DNA and fabric and strength of character. and it came through so powerfully to everybody in the coaches committee when we did our interviews and we were able to land on coach ham as our unanimous choice to recommend to our owner Jeannie bus for her approval and i'm just incredibly proud to be able to sit next to him for what he stands for um as a man as a coach as a dad as a husband um and to armed together to lead this franchise to the next chapter. Um, This is a historic day for us and uh, just couldn't be more excited as a general manager to introduce Darvin Ham as the new Lakers head coach.
Uh, well, first of all, I want to uh, thank God coming from where I come from. You know, we I was raised in a household of a strong spiritual faith, belief in God and Son, Jesus Christ. So I want to start with that. Everything I've been able to overcome in my life, along with the people around me, it's been that spirit that was instilled in me as a youngster. Um, I want to thank my wife, my children, my friends, my good friends here, everybody that that has supported me, put their arms around me in tough times and great times, but who have remained consistent over the course of my life. Uh, my agent Spencer and his family, um, it's, it's, it's been one heck of a ride and one, the gift that just keeps on giving. And I want to thank Jeannie and the rest of the bus family, Joey, Jesse, Johnny, Janie, everybody is just like, it's, it's like coming back home and, as sad as it is for me to be leaving, uh, you know, one of my uh, coach Bud is, uh, you know, sometimes you got to walk that walk on your own. Um, I'm forever grateful for him and what he did for me in my career. Um, I couldn't be sitting in this chair without him allowing me to learn, grow, and excel on his watch. Um, I love him to death. We went from colleagues to friends to brothers, while all the while making having an opportunity to make history. And uh, the same thing, I plan to come here and instill in this program and get us back to the top of the food chain, along with the help with Rob. We're going to collaborate, communicate, and to make sure we uh, also demonstrate. And uh, we have a strong basketball team and basketball ops. We're going to put together a strong staff. And uh, I think sky's the limit. We're not putting a ceiling on our situation. And we'll go as far as our daily preparation takes us. You hear people, well, are they going to do this? Are they going to do that? We're going to get better every day. That's what we're going to do. And the things we're going to do in that daily process will, leads to, will lead to the type of success this, this franchise and this city has been accustomed to. So thank you. Thank you again. So that's Darvin Ham and Rob Polinka, who are here at the uh, Lakers training facility. They just introduced him as their new head coach. And Slee, um, a lot, lot of interesting things that, that just there in the, the very brief time that they talked. And obviously both of them are going to be coming up here in the next few minutes. So you'll hear from Rob Polinka and you will hear from Darvin Ham in just a little bit. But I, I, I wrote down the, the note on my pad, Slee, because I want to ask him about it when he comes through here. But the daily process, right? This idea of, you know, you get better incrementally day by day by day that, how do you stick with that plan when you know that, okay, I got to be way over there, but I can't worry about getting way over there. I got to get that one step in front of me. That's got to be an incredible challenge for a coach to just be deliberate and, and procedural in everything you do every day. All right, this sounds stupid, but it's the best way that I can describe it. And, and you hear runners say this, right? You can got a marathon to go. How are you going to get to that marathon unless you go those that first mile? Yeah. Get to that first mile. It's like, okay, I can't pay attention to mile 17. I'm in mile one. And I think this is kind of, you know, Darvin Ham's only going to be able to control so much. He's only going to be able to, I guess you could say, put himself in a position to succeed by, doesn't it seem like that guy fits the mold of somebody that if I didn't come to work every single day and grind, I don't think I'd get to this point. Some athletes just have a freaking gift where you're just like, what the mm. hell? What is this? This guy can walk into any gym. He's the best player and the best athlete in this. 
Darvin Ham didn't. He wasn't in the NBA based off of that. No, he didn't. He wasn't in the NBA based off. I, I was. You know, we get so caught up in these, in in the All Stars and man, look at Bradley Beal, look at Steph Curry, look at LeBron James. This, you know, how many other players are so incredibly good, but will never get remotely close to that. And maybe you know what he refers to with that quote is. That's how he's lived his whole life. I, if I'm, if I get it, the only way I stay a part of this whole thing is if every single day I'm working the way I am, and maybe that could come off with some of the players. Yeah, it's funny you talk about all the other good players because when we first got here, there were guys working out down on the court yeah. and, and, and working out with coaches and getting shots up. And uh, I'm not ashamed to say there were a lot of guys out there working out. I didn't know who they were. I'm assuming there's some G League guys. Maybe there are guys that they're you know considering. I, I don't know who they were. I really don't. Oh, these guys were amazing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the, the way that they could handle the ball, they were taking they were taking shots. They don't miss. And these are guys that is, are not Steph Curry, that are not Kevin Durant, that are not LeBron James. So that you come through that, I think, speaks to where Ham is. He he can relate to that guy. He can relate to LeBron James and these guys because I've been in this league a long time. I've coached a long time. There's not too many things that I haven't seen along the way. I think it's a really good mix because he knows what it's like to be the last guy on the bench. He knows what it's like to be the best player on a team. And if you get to the NBA, you've been the best player on your team probably until you get to the NBA, and then it's starting to kind of find your lane there. I think it's a really interesting choice. I think it's a very exciting choice, and I think there's a lot of opportunities for him. Interesting in this one. Um, so one of the players I think you saw early on, Stanley Johnson I know is one of those shooting around. Um, Bill Orm put out a tweet here, and I just saw a picture of it too. I couldn't see it from the angle that we were standing at. Russ is here. Okay. So Russ is here at the press conference. Um, what name have you heard most this entire offseason? His. It's Russ. Sure. What name did you hear most last year? Last year? Last season. It was Russ. Okay. I heard Russ's name come Are you up. talking about after the trade? A- after the trade. During the season? The sure. whole season. How it, You just heard Russ's name come up so many different times. I think it's interesting. I think it's interesting that Russ is here. I don't know if that... You know, maybe uh, maybe we might be sitting there October first, and Russ is on this roster. Maybe maybe part of the reason why they they chose Darvin Ham is they thought Darvin Ham can get Russ to do what we need him to, or maybe Russ has a, a respect or an appreciation that I don't have all the you know obviously inside detail on that. But I think there's some interest there that, that Russ is there. Are you going to run down and, and ask the Ireland question? I don't think John knows that we're up here. <laughs> well, we'll, we'll I mean, there's stairs. There's elevators. You can get down there. You can get it done. We can find a way for you to ask arguably the most important question of the day. And, you know, the more I think about it, I think it should come from you. As the Laker pre-half and post guy, I think you should be the one to answer the question. Rob Palika is going to sit down and talk with us here in a little bit, as will the new head coach of the Los Angeles Lakers, Darvin Ham. That's all straight ahead. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21-plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. So, Trap, think of this. 
got by right now Darvin Ham, Rob Palenka addressing some of the media, and we'll get a chance to talk both of them before uh, we get to 1 o'clock. Mm-hmm. The, the Palenka piece, you know, so often we talk about Coach Vogel. So often we talk about Russ. So often we talk about, well, what's going to happen? Why did last year go the way it did? How did the Lakers get back into contention? I've said this before, and I, I really truly believe it. This year is critical for Rob Palenka. I believe that, you know, what happens this year? Is Darvin Ham, is he a, is he the right hire? We don't have that answer yet, right? It, can Darvin Ham take a Laker team that was, the brief second I went out was just listening, and one of the questions was, how is LeBron, Anthony Davis, Russ, how can you see those three working together? And he said, it starts with competing. Don't tell me how they're going to work together, how are they going to compete together? And I think there was a lot of times, I, the reason why I tie this back to Rob um, with Vogel not here anymore, there is no, well, you know what, let's throw some responsibility on the coach. With Russ having one season already with the Lakers, and you know, to be honest with you, maybe I'm reading too much into it, maybe I'm not. Russ being here right now, yeah, I think says something. Sure. Maybe there is something. Maybe come October 1st, Russ will be a part of this roster. We'll see what eventually happens. But the, the Palenka piece, which gets talked about the least – is the representation on the floor is based upon what the front office has done. This is a critical offseason. If your coach was Darvin Ham and you thought this is the guy that could help change things, that's on your shoulders. And then every move you make in this offseason is going to help determine. Before we went to break, what were we talking about? We were listing off all these Western Conference teams. I could list off seven, eight teams that are either on the up and up or are already just a competitive team in the West. Very interesting how things work out, and uh, a lot of that is really based on your front office plank leading that. Yeah, I, I mean, you, you go through it, and you make adjustments, and if you got to make a change, a coaching change, you make a coaching change. Maybe you got to make another coaching change. Maybe you shuffle the roster a little bit more. And, and But eventually it is like, okay, we've shuffled the deck a few times. Now who's doing the shuffling, right? I mean, that, that's, that's where it ultimately lands. I, I think you bring up a really good point. That Russell Westbrook is here maybe doesn't mean – everything but it means something i think so right because if he were at the point where hey look you got to move me i don't want to play here anymore i don't want to be a part of this i you know the, the the commentary that we heard at the end of the uh the season where they didn't let me do my all the things that we yeah, all know yeah. then you thought okay maybe this relationship is fractured to a point where you can't fix it that he's here hey he's, he's listening He's listening to the new head coach. Maybe he, maybe there will be that you know very rare where you just get complete and total change and in, in from one season to the next doesn't happen very often, but I guess it's it's possible. But that he's here and listening and and, and participating and it's him and uh, Austin Reeves and Wendy, Wendy and Gabriel's Gabriel. down there. I think yeah, Stanley so was down here early. A handful of guys that are here and watching, but yeah, I would imagine that his because look. He's the one guy that is making forty-seven million bucks. If he's yep. got your buy-in, you know it's another thing to have some guys that are trying to make the team or get minutes or whatever it might be. But he's in a different category. I'm, I'm gonna read off a quick uh, quote here, and this is uh, this on Twitter. Trevor Lane put it out there. Um, Darvin Ham, Russ is one of the best players our league has ever seen, and there's still a ton in that tank. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna play off of this way for the Russ piece of this. You know, I I don't know if um, I, I don't know if this is what I don't think is going to happen next year. I don't think Russ all of a sudden found a twenty-two foot jumper. Okay, unlikely. I don't think Russ all of a sudden 
is a consistent 18-foot jumper. You know what? You leave me open like every single defensive team in the NBA, I don't think all of a sudden that's going to click. But I think there are some elements, and it wasn't just Russ. I thought I thought there was a vibe yet last year um, to the season that was alarming right out the gate. When Dwight Howard – You were on it from training camp. But, by the way, forget preseason. If, if you're going to make if you're going to make the excuse like I've never known my preseason record, so I don't care that it was zero and six. If that's kind of the case, that's going to be made. Mm-hmm. The vibe last year, there was this guys. We'll turn it on whenever the hell we want to. Really, because you're twenty games in, and I'm sold on it. Just tell me when it's going to happen, because I'm believing that you're going to turn it on whenever you are. Then you have a, a post game presser where Dwight Howard is saying, you know what? I don't think we play hard enough. Are we supposed to ignore a comment like that from a veteran, a Hall of Famer? Malik Monk said it. Russ said it. There were things last year that had nothing to do with X's and O's. It had to do with what's the vibe of this team. Remember you said you were watching one of these games and Monk had a Great fantastic block. highlight play. One of those. Timeout called on the other end. All five guys just, walked back to the bench. And nobody's really coming up and no, going nothing. the way you, you typically see it. That, to me, was as frustrating as any part of the game last year. Is you never felt like there was this unity with the team. And, look, a lot of that does. I, I think there is something about who your coach is and everything else that can help create that unity, that bond, and that's going to be one of the challenges for Darvin Ham. I wonder what the order of operations are, right? Because it, it, what, what, if you're coming into a situation where you're replacing a head coach, nine out of ten times you're coming into a situation that wasn't working. Right, once in a while, a guy will win a championship and, and walk off into the sunset, but that's pretty rare. Yeah, you're 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 coming into the guy that was here is not here because things didn't go the way you wanted them to go. Sixteen games below five hundred. Right. So, it, like anything else, if you're coming in, take over a business, and they hire a new manager. Or anything. Okay, what's the thing I got to fix first? What 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 do I need? What, if I'm putting together a triage of what I need to do, is it Russell Westbrook? Is it LeBron James? Is it rounding out the roster? Is it figuring out a relationship with my staff? Like, what do you think, if, if you were the new head coach, what's your number one priority? What are, What is my first priority when we pull this team together for the first official team meeting? I'm doing what? So I'll tell you what I felt like was missing last year. And this is going to sound like such a broad stroke, but accountability. I don't care who you are. Whether you're LeBron or you're AD or you're Russ or you're any of these other players, everyone's got to be held accountable. Their plays, look, I, I go back to it. LBJ had an unbelievable season last year, right? Hmm? You know how many times LeBron didn't get back on defense? Frequently. You know how many times LeBron, as great as he is, there were times where I'm like, Bron, you're having a full-on conversation with the ref on the other end, and the Memphis Grizzlies are now up 24. <laughs> so I think there is there is something about accountability. Because what are you going you to do? do? I mean, because if you're to, to your point, and, and I, I think you're on to something, if the first thing is accountability or cold, we've got to change the culture of this a little bit. We've got to make sure everybody is fully aware that this is how we're going to do things. We're going to get back on defense. We're not going to argue with this, whatever it might be. How do you do it if you have LeBron James and you have Anthony Davis? These guys are, he just said about Russell Westbrook, this is one of the great players that this league has ever seen. What do you do the first time they don't bust it back the other way? Yeah, that's the tough part, right? Well, here's the thing: if you have, I think if you do have a a respect for your coach, if it really does mean something to you, if there's one thing that the Lakers could have learned from last year, that they're at ages where you can't just turn it on. 
So it, you have to, you either have to be on the entire time because there's not something that's just going to flick and then all of a sudden it's on. I, I think the Darvin Ham piece of it, you're right. You know, it's almost having that conversation with Braun, having that conversation with you are setting an example for the entire franchise. If you come out and play a certain way, then everyone will follow that lead. And I don't know if that was happening most of the time. Last and, and it's hard. And you have to get it from your best guys. You have to get it from the very top because then everyone – it's much easier to do it with everyone else. If the guy at the top yeah. is buying in, then everyone else is going to buy in yep. too. If Aaron Donald is the guy that's the first one in the weight room every morning, mm-hmm. you want to be late? <laughs> if Aaron Donald is great example. Th- throwing around weight yep. – wait, Aaron Donald is here before you? Really? Oh, okay. Is Freddie Freeman coming to the Dodgers? Is, I'm a coast. Right. I just want a World Series. I'm good to go. No, he's not walking in it, like that. It, and and I don't think there, there are people who are representing the franchise. First of all, that's never going to be an issue. But I'm saying there's people representing the franchise. It's like, look at the way Freeman is handling himself. Lux, you better you better live up to those types of expectations, that type of hobby. And And then you walk in, too, as the new coach, and that's where it gets. Because, you know, Dave Roberts, right, it's been around a long time. Yep. Sean McVay, nobody's messing with Sean McVay. Nobody's messing with Dave Roberts. They've been around a little But the new guy, it's like any other new boss, right? You're gonna, let, I wonder if, wonder if he's going to notice this. Did he, get, did he notice it? Yeah, maybe he did, but maybe he didn't say anything. You know, th- this is the, the process that goes through, and you got to create that culture pretty quickly along the way to figure out exactly what that, effort or attitude or culture or whatever the, the the adjective may be or the noun it's, it's it, do you treat everybody the way that they need to be treated to make sure that everybody comes what was the best them? example we were talking about with tim duncan yeah right that popovich anytime he talked to dip tim duncan i think it was john that was telling the story i can't or ramona was telling the story um there was this there was this piece of it where it was hey tim duncan is getting yelled at by Greg Popovich and Tim Duncan. You think Tony Parker is not going to listen? I can't remember if it was Ramona or John telling the story, but those are perfect examples. All right, Rob Palenka is scheduled to join us here in just a few minutes. Darvin Ham shortly after that. So both of those things coming up just around the corner. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. So, uh, you know, we were talking um, about Sean McVay's contract extension yeah. um, that feels inevitable that it's it's coming sooner than later and that he, you know, at least listened to a pitch from Amazon that might have paid him upwards of $10 million a year. Did you see what John Lynch said from the 49ers no, general manager? It. He said he turned Amazon down at $15 million a year. Wow. Okay. I'm just saying that 
we are getting real close to a point where there's going to be a team in a bidding war with a television entity. There, there's going to be and, some. And arguably, you're the best coach, certainly the best up-and-coming coach. When I say up-and-coming, you know what I mean, just age-wise. He's already done it. Mm-hmm. He's got a Super Bowl. That you can take him off the field and take away the greatness that he brings to the game, to the to the sport. And now all of a sudden he's, I don't want to say just in a booth. He's just in a booth. Yeah. No, I think you're right. But I mean, if that's the going rate, if Tom Brady set the rate at 37 and a half. Yep. And John Lynch sure. who was on TV. And, and he was really good. Very good. Did a very good job at it. Yep. But I bet you even like diehard football fans, if you gave 100 people and said, who is that? I think half was I don't know who that is. Now maybe because he was a player, you get a little bit higher than that. But I know what you're saying. Sean McVay, I think, arguably the face of the Rams. It's the face of the Super Bowl champions with a team that's got Aaron Donald, team that's got Matt Stafford, Cooper Cup. I'm just saying that 15 million number maybe go. Um, we need to get this done sooner than later and get him locked up because somebody's going to come in over the top and make it absolutely unbelievable. Speaking of coaches, Darvin Ham is still down on the uh, stage answering some questions from local media, as is Rob Palenka. They're both scheduled to come up here in the next few minutes, and we get to ask them some questions. You got your your questions locked and loaded, Slee? Yeah, I think I do. I'm going to read off. Let me read off a quick uh, quote here. Okay. So Bresnahan put this out. Palenka said last season's Lakers lacked toughness at times and said there would be expectations on the defensive end. Moving forward, especially sacrifice, toughness, and accountability. If I told you last year, this past season, hey, do the Lakers show a lot of toughness, what would you say? No. Does it look like they're sacrificing for one another? What would you say? Not often. Do you look like they're accountable? Not often. I mean, those are those – are, First off, I think they're the right words. I do, too. They're the right terms. I do, too. And it's obviously one thing to say it. It's another thing to actually put it together. But, see, that, that, that's I, – I, I automatically go to that. Everything – be more t- be tougher. Be more accountable. Mm-hmm. Be more this, that, and the next thing. All We're going to find out pretty quick. All the things that we want. Mm-hmm. How? I'll, I'll tell you how. how. How do you do those things? Like, how do you tell a guy, I need you to be tougher? Okay. Mm-hmm. And I, the only way – look, John Wooden had a great line that the, the best motivator in sports – is the bench. Sit down next to me. You know, you're not going to do it the way that I need it done. Have a seat right here, and then maybe this next guy will do it, and you'll see that, you know, you might not get back out there nearly as quickly as you might like. The NBA, obviously, is very different than that. The NBA is about your star players. It's about your best players. Yep. And if you're not getting all of the, the nice words that we're talking about, how do you fix it? Well, last year is a great example of all talk. Last year, the Lakers talked like they were going to do something. Last year, the Lakers talked like – um, there was unity. They said things, but you didn't really believe it. And I, I give this example in the preseason because I think by the time the preseason was done, you were like, um, okay, so I think it's going to be like this this year where we'll kind of pay attention when we need to. We feel like we can, you know, at any point turn it on like we talked about. Um, I don't have an answer for you because he could say all the right things and that's part of his job, but he also doesn't take me as somebody that's, no, I don't think I'm lip service. Say I, I don't think it's just saying to say it. I think he probably has a plan. I just curious because those are those are hard things to get out of. Yeah, guys. I know, I know. And especially older guys, especially guys that are made guys in this league. Like LeBron plays hard. Russell Westbrook plays hard. Anthony Davis, they they play hard. They're trying to do the best things, but to get all of those things exactly the way you want them, all at exactly the same time, all very kind of contributing in the same way. That's the challenging part, and that's the part that I'm sure Rob and Jeannie and Kurt and everybody else that was trying to make this decision as far as who they're going to bring in, like, 
I need to hear the plan of the how. I know the what. I know that we need to play better defense. I know that we need to compete more. I know that we need to be a little tougher. All the, I, I know the how do you get us to that spot. That's you, the question for I would me. go further than how because I think even the how, you know, you could put it on a sheet of paper and say this is how we're going to do it. I think ultimately, and they got a long way to go. We don't even know the hell's going to be on this team, right? Like, we don't know the roster yet. We don't know any of that stuff. But I think there is going to be, be a piece of this where time will show. Time will show whether you feel, as the season progressed last year, how did you feel about the Lakers? It got worse like every the week. The food is tasting by. worse yeah. every time. And I think that is a good way of kind of gauging um, sports. It's as things are progressing, as the Rams progress. I didn't mean they didn't have moments where you're like, what the hell is this? But you knew, like, hey, this squad, they can go up against anybody. The Dodgers, I don't even have to have a conversation. They go up against anybody. You never felt that with the Lakers. Not last year. Never felt that with the Lakers. Okay, can I read you another quote? Yeah. Listen to this one. Ham, when asked, this is from Trevor Lane, Ham, when asked about the pressure of coaching the Lakers as a first-time head coach, that's a, that's a lot of, I think, what we've all been asking, shares that in 1988 he was accidentally shot in the face. It's either going to make you fearful or fearless. This is a challenge. This isn't pressure. I've seen real pressure. It, it's a great line, by the, the way. Oh, you want me to say that? Yeah, that, I mean, that's a terrific oh, story. Yeah. I, I mean, terrific might be the wrong word, but that, that's a, an incredibly compelling anecdote. But And I don't think it's going to be a matter of him being scared. You know, there's not going to be a, oh, my gosh, I'm the coach of the Lakers. No. It's not that. It's a... I'm the coach of the Lakers, and I want to do this, but you got to get buy-in, right? It's not just through got to get buy-in. Force a you want to get results? Yep. Yes, and, and the timeline is ticking, right? That's the part that I think is really the. I don't want to say unspoken because it's been spoken out loud a lot of times, but this is a hey, you. The runway is now. Mm-hmm. We have to get this thing started today, tomorrow, this season, and and you know, and to your point, see, a minute ago, you're not even exactly sure who's going to be on the team. You're not even, you know, you know, you got LeBron, you know, you got AD, you're, you know, it feels more and more likely that Russell Westbrook's going to be a part of this moving forward. But beyond that, I don't know exactly what I have. How do I start instilling all of these things if I don't even have my, my 12 or 15 guys that I know I'm going to be coaching? Yeah, listen, I could just kind of, I'm excited of what's to come. And I think Darvin Ham will obviously have, he's going to have a lot of control once you get closer to the season starting. This is Rob's offseason at this point, right? So it's up to Darvin Ham to obviously share what he thinks he needs, and then it's up to Rob Palenka to go do the other part of it because you could be the greatest coach in the freaking world. you got to have the right mix. you got to have the right players. We know the foundation of LeBron and Anthony Davis, but that's two years in a row that with the foundation of them, either there hasn't been enough of them on the court or it hasn't jived. See what Rob does. This is an interesting quote from uh, Andre Drummond, who said this over the weekend, talking about playing for the Lakers. And and I wonder if it doesn't translate to coaching the Lakers as well. Mm -hmm. What he said was, the Lakers is exactly what you think it is. You've got to be built differently to play for that organization. You've got to be mentally strong, not just even on the court, but off the court too. There's so much expectation of being a Laker, putting that purple and gold on, because if you don't meet that expectation – they're going to let you know you're not worthy enough to wear that jersey. You've got to play to the best of your ability and play hard each and every night, regardless of win, lose, or draw. You've got to just play hard, and that's what they respect. That's coming from a guy that's been around the league a long time, had a lot of success, and he's like, look, I, have a, I mean, how many – you might know this off the top of your head. Andre Drummond's played for, what, four or five different teams at least? Yeah, probably. Maybe more? Yeah, fr- probably. And he's another – Especially that, these last couple of years. That yeah. one over there, that's different. 
that that comes with a totally different set of expectations. And I think that's true if you're the trainer, if you fly the bus or <laughs> drive the bus, if you're the coach of the team, if you're the first guy on the team, if you're the 15th guy on the team, the expectations that come along with all these banners that we're seeing in here is real. Well, it is real. And it's on top of that, like it's one thing to hear the Russ portion of, or I'm sorry, the um, you have to play hard. There's certainly you have to play. Another thing you got to do, too, is you got to get results. That's the most important thing. So how you play is one thing. Are you getting results? And there's certain expectations that come with specific players. You weren't walking into the season telling yourself, hey, Austin Reeves really has to do more. You weren't walking into the season and saying, well, since when you and Gabriel's been out here, he's got to do more. But what you do look at is a guy like Russ, and you say, that's $47 million on the Lakers' payroll you got to produce. Okay, so the press conference has ended. Um, we've got the coach coming up here, Darvin Ham. He's expected to join us here in a few minutes, as is Rob Palinka. So, Taylor, let's do this. Let's take a break right now so we make sure we have plenty of time for both of these guys. Rob Palinka, Darvin Ham. When we come back, it's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. All right, we're going to get uh, Rob Palinka coming up here in just a little bit. Slee, the new head coach of the Los Angeles Lakers. Darvin Ham is also going to swing by before the end of the show. So we've got a busy last uh, handful of minutes along the way. Did you see what LeBron tweeted the other day about maybe wanting to start a podcast? Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. So what do you think? Like, at first, I'm like, and then the more I thought about it, I'm like, you know what? That might be okay. awesome. Like, if, if he really let it rip on a podcast the way that Draymond does, the way that J.J. Redick, like some of these guys are really good at that. LeBron would be amazing. I could be. There could be an example of this, and I just don't know it. Tell me anything more unique than Draymond doing a podcast while in the playoffs. Can I give you an example on this? This morning I'm driving in. He's breaking down game two. <laughs> Draymond is. Yeah. You know, it's such a unique thing. It's, okay, hey, yeah, you got you got uh, um, Stephen A. Smith. You got J.J. Redick. You got these. Uh, we're talking about all that stuff. Draymond, you know, was talking about, hey, I told you guys what was going to happen in game two. He was right. I told you we'd be ready. <laughs> I told you we'd play defense. He's doing a podcast so unique. So the LeBron portion that you're talking about, listen. Here's what I think it comes down to. And Draymond, it's not like he has a lot of guests often. He's usually just kind of spitfiring on his own, right? Which is awesome because he's somebody that is so honest in his opinion. There's very few that I think you could really kind of get where J.J. is interviewing the entire time, that Mm -hmm. kind of stuff. Bron, I think, would, to be on a road trip and you're playing Dallas and he could sit down with Luka and they could shoot the you-know-what for 20 minutes, come on now, uninterrupted, I, I listen. I, I think I think that would be. Awesome. It's funny, and I, this just breaks down exactly along our, our different personalities. Like you want the basketball of it, I want everything but that. I like to, to your point that uh, Draymond breaking down the NBA Finals as he's in the middle of them. That's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. <laughs> no, that's pretty cool. But I would like to hear how LeBron 
organizes his life. I would like to hear how he goes about deciding who he's going to do a partnership with before how he decides about which movies he wants to produce. Like all of the things, the, the process of going from a young NBA player to a, mm. an NBA player that's towards the end of the line. Like I, I get like a conversation with Luca would be interesting, but the basketballiness of it all, I feel like we get a lot of basketball so, stuff. And, but the, I, the life stuff of that, like what about, you know, what, what do you think about your son? Where, where's he going to go? How's he going to play? But that, isn't that more that of an kind of interview stuff? of Braun? But I think he would get into it with other people. Like, yeah. I, I, to, to do what Draymond does, to just talk extemporaneously, it's not easy to no, do. No, it's not. It, 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 it's a challenge. So not everybody, I think, has that shot in their bag. But I do think that he would be he, – he needs to find somebody that can kind of tee him up on these mm. things to talk about these things. Because if you could get him going, I mean, who would you rather hear from on all of that other than LeBron James? That would be amazing. Well, LeBron doing it, and like I said, I think there is – you're right. Listen, it could be the basketball part of it, but then there could also be pieces of it that have nothing to do with basketball. And him and Luke are going to end up talking with, or him and Trey Young are talking because he's in Atlanta. I kind of find that I find that piece of it exciting. I really do. Yeah, yeah. He, he's got it. And and you got so many of these guys now, all the different platforms, all the different podcasts, and everything else. So you got obviously a lot of different people that are doing that on a continuous basis. So that certainly happens a ton of different times. Um, and we'll see. If Bron ends up doing it, he ends up doing it. Absolutely. All right. So, as uh, as expected, we're going to speak with the Lakers vice president of basketball operations, Rob Palinka, is joining us right now here on the Travis and Sliwa Show. So, Rob, I would imagine today is a pretty exciting day. You get to introduce a new head coach and uh, kind of take us through how the press conference went. It is an exciting day, and I think, um, you know, our Lakers fans could just see the, the strength of vision that Darvin Ham has to lead this team and – you know, I think more than anything, we want players that play with a level of toughness and they compete every night um, at a high level. And that's the way Darvin played as a player. I think it's the way he coached as a lead assistant on a championship bench. And I know those are the attributes he'll bring uh, to this team. We, we will see a team that plays tough and hard every night, and that's really important to our fan base. Coach, as far, or Coach Rob, as far as coach's personality, Darvin Ham's personality, um, are there things that you know maybe we don't get a chance to see? You get an opportunity to sit down with him. You're talking about what he's going to do with the team and the roster, but are stuff behind the scenes that we don't know about that really attracts you to his personality? Yeah, I mean, I think it starts with his upbringing. Um, he you know talks about growing up in Saginaw and just the the roots of his life and the character that was developed um, growing up where he did. Then going into you know the the NBA as a player, winning a championship, going to the G League, where he spent a couple of years as a general manager and head coach. I think when you have a, a time like that, you gain an appreciation and a gratitude for the opportunities you get at the NBA level. And he just really carries that. He's a very optimistic person. When you're in meetings with him, his vision for the team, he sees the good in players. Um, and he casts a really strong vision of how he wants his guys to play offensively and defensively. He talked a lot today about defense. But, um, you know, I, I think he really is a guy that brings energy to the room, which we really appreciated in the interview process. Rob Palenka joining us here on Trav and Slee. Take me through the process, the interview process that you're talking about and, and being on that side of the desk and being the one that's asking the questions and having the conversation go back and forth. When do you start to get an idea of, you know what, this may be my guy? You know, you, you sort of 
in that process, you look at the soft skills, which are the ability to relate to players and work it with a, in a front office setting. And then you look at the hard skills where you get the whiteboard out and you're X and O and you're drawing plays. And I think Darvin just excelled in both of those categories um, to the committee. I think he's a guy that can take a superstar player to dinner and just talk about life, talk about his experiences. He talked today about, you know, two seasons with Kobe and just – banging with him on the court and and um, watching film with him. But I think he just has a gravitas about him that players at the highest level respect him. And also he was a role player in the NBA. So I think he has the ability to get the most out of your, your star role players. You can't win an NBA championship without superstars. You can't win an NBA championship without star role players. And I think Darvin can relate to both of those groups very uniquely. Rob, playing just off of that right there, um, it's got to be an interesting evolution for the Lakers, right? You win an NBA championship out in the first round, AD goes down, and then last year obviously not making the playoffs. When you mentioned the role players, you mentioned kind of – can you give us – I know you're not going to divulge all the details, but what is the game plan between now and the time you do get to training camp? What are you hoping to add to this roster to complement Darvin Ham? Yeah, I think you'll see some intentionality. Obviously, in, in, in 2020, we won a championship, and we had you know veterans on the team to help us do that. And we last year in 2022, we tried it to, with a veteran team, and it didn't work. It just didn't work. And I think there'll be an intentionality with next year's roster at getting younger, more active legs, um, shooting, but just guys that will fill in the gaps when you have uh, LeBron and Russell Westbrook and Anthony Davis, who are all unicorns in the game, superstars. You got to have the guys that will do the things in the gap. And so, I think Coach Coach Ham and myself and the rest of the front office, we're going to start now. It's his first day, just in the war room. You know, starting to break down film, break down player names, break down skill attributes, and put together a roster that that everybody will be proud of, especially our fans. That's the Lakers Vice President of Basketball Operations, Rob Palenka. Rob, congratulations and uh, good luck. Thanks, guys. Thank you, Rob. Always Appreciate a pleasure. It. Good Thank to you. see you guys. Uh, you, yep. you got it as well. So, as we mentioned, that Rob is going to be joining us. We are also joined by the newest head coach of the Los Angeles Lakers. Darvin Ham is getting ready to join us here uh, in just a minute or so. He and Rob having a little, little quick chat along the way. Darvin, appreciate you coming by and talking with myself and Alan here. First of all, congratulations. And, Thank uh, you. So, so what's it like standing up in front of a room full of people as the head coach of the L.A. Lakers? Man, it's phenomenal, man. It's like. Man, God is real. Like, God is real. <laughs> Won't he do it? Uh, it's one of those things, man, just coming. It feels like it, it, it completely feels like a homecoming. You know, it's like having the opportunity to get my first coaching job here in the NBA and then double back 10 years later as the head coach. Like, you couldn't write a more perfect script. It is with the fact that this is your first head coaching job in the NBA, and it's with the Lakers. You've been yeah. around the league as a player. You've been around the league as an assistant coach. But that first time sitting in that chair here, what's yeah. that going to be like? I mean, it's cool, man. I felt no pressure. I mean, it was uh, just wanting to get it right and be clear and straight to the point. And uh, I think I got a great partner in Rob Palenka and a, a, a wonderful, outstanding ownership group with the Bus family that's behind us 1,000%. And, we have a staff we've got to work through and, and, and figure out how our staff is going to look from a coaching standpoint. And we're going to put our best foot forward, man, and see where it takes us. Darvin, what, what's uh, – and I know this is kind of the process, and I'm sure there's such a long way between today and when you actually get to training camp. What, what do you hope to accomplish between now and then? What is the process? And obviously in your other roles or going from an assistant coach, but 
in your position now, what, what do you hope to accomplish between now and then? Well, just getting with uh, our, 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 all of our guys, especially uh, LeBron, AD, and Russ, and sitting them down one-on-one, getting them, the three of them together at some point, making sure our entire squad has, has a thorough um, off-season plan that they're going to be following, um, start – the process now, giving them bits and pieces of the system, the new spacing we're going to run, the type of defense we're going to be running, um, and then building out our roster. You know what I mean? Building out our roster, uh, building out the coaching staff first and foremost, but building out the roster just to see, you know, what, how, what's the best talent we can put around these guys, not to just everybody say, well, you, get to, you need to get younger. <laughs> it's not just that. You, you need to have a, real, a well-rounded, balanced roster. And uh, – get some shooting, get some athletes, and try to help our big three not have to run to the telephone booth every time and put a cape on, you know what <laughs> I mean? Get them some help in here. And then we got some young guys um, that's that's working, Stanley, Austin, Wingen, like that's working their tails off, and they're, I think, going to be able to be really good contributors for our team going forward. So that's pretty much it in a nutshell. Darvin Ham, the new head coach of the Los Angeles Lakers, joining us here on Travis and Sliwa. And, what, when you got the job, Darvin, hearing some of your former players, seeing some of your former teammates talk about you, the universal thing that you heard from almost everybody is he's a tough guy, and he's going to challenge these guys. He's going to make them do the things that need to get done. How do you go about doing that? How do you go about challenging a LeBron James and Anthony Davis, a, a Russell Westbrook, guys, like you said, that are some of the greatest players this league have ever seen, and at the same time maintain respect but get what you need from them? Well, it's just, you know, the, the fortunate thing is they just won a championship here two years ago. And there was a standard that was set defensively. There's a plan that has to be put in place to where I feel like I have a pretty good grasp grasp of um, in terms of the little things. We, we're we going to start this new, quote-unquote, Darvin Ham era on the defensive end mm. and build our way down to the offensive end. We got to get stops. We got to get rebounds. We got to keep people in front of us. We got to have the individual pride when we're guarding the ball. We got to have the help. It, it can't be an afterthought. The help has got to be on point when, when if we do get driven. And then once the shot goes up, we got to contest without fouls and control the rebound. We do that. We get stops. Our offense is going to. It's going. It's like a trigger effect. Our offense is automatically going to get better because, again, you're not playing against a set defense every time. So being able to run and. Our four-out, one-in system, we're going to have a built-in slasher in transition and different guys going to be able to bring it up and just working around that, moving the ball from side to side instead of just no shot, no 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 pass shot, one pass shot. Like you got the ball has to move, and um, the ball and body movement is key, again, once you get a stop on the defensive end. Coach, obviously uh, last year Lakers 16 games below 500. Things did not go as planned. Um what did it mean? I'm curious how you had Russ here, and you got a chance. Obviously, he's here for your your press conference. How, how do you envision using Russ? How do you? Um, and I, I say that hit for him specifically, but just kind of as a whole, how do you feel like Russ can uh, excel in a system or on this Lakers franchise, especially with you as coach? Again, it's uh, like I said before, from a team standpoint, from an individual standpoint, Russ, I, I'm gonna challenge him to be our best individual defender. I got to light that fire under him on the defensive end. And offensively, our running habits, I'm going to be harping on that consistently. Running habits, running habits. Sprint to the corners. We're going to have space. We're going to have a slasher. Russ may be bringing it, 
He may be sprinting to the strong side corner, opposite wing, uh, weak side corner. He may be the slasher, slashing for a layup and, and being active in the dunker area. Going to use him as a screener, screening and rolling. Like, I'm, I, he's so versatile. Mm-hmm. Like, like, it's not just going to be him, you know, driving against three or four people every time. We're going to move him around and put him in different spots around the court. And, again, it all starts with his, tenac- his tenacity on, on, on defense. I want him – to get back to that level defensively, which those years I saw him in OKC, and uh, he was a monster, man. Fizz big, physical, keeping the ball in front. We got to get back to that first. Laker head coach Darvin Ham joining Trav Ensley. What are your expectations for the upcoming season? Obviously, you got to fill out the roster. You got to figure out exactly what you have before you can know exactly what you're going to be working with. But you know, LeBron James is looking for championships. Anthony Davis, Russell Westbrook. What are your expectations? And Laker for fans season? are very patient. You <laughs> always, very always have been. Very patient. <laughs> no, man, I, I won't. I'll be the last one to put a seal in and order. All right, my expectations is we're going to get better every day. Daily process leads leads to progress. Um, we're gonna go as far as our preparation takes us, and we're gonna prepare our asses off. Just just to be frank, um, once we build out our coaching staff, build out our roster, I mean, just no, we're gonna be organized. We're gonna be prepared. We're gonna be consistent, and we're not. And we're gonna be relentless. It's times where you know. LeBron is not going to want to hear my mouth. Russ is not going to hear my mouth. AD is not going to want to hear my mouth, but they're going to hear it anyway. Like we, we, you got to stay on that plan, man. Stay consistent with your plan. And the fact that I've done it as in in a uniform and in a suit, like I think it'll carry some weight with them. But we got to actually go out here and put in the work. So I'm not going to put a ceiling on what we can or can't be. I just know that the way we're going to work every day, you're going to see some really, really good good results coach how, how important is that everything you just said right there about the the brawn might not want to hear it and yeah. somebody else oh this guy's saying it again how, how important is that when you were whether you were winning a championship as a player or you had your opportunities in atlanta the last one in milwaukee and getting a chance to coach one of the best players in the league in Giannis? is, is that something that you know is that a foundational thing that it, no matter what they want to hear or they don't that accountability is everything it, the accountability is everything man you got to be competitive you got to be together and you got to be held accountable everybody um individual workouts the guy that's wiping up the sweat off the floor you got everyone has to be held accountable within that standard that we're setting because this is the one time you allow something to to, to slip or you allow it you try to ignore something, that same scenario will carry itself into the game. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.